In the world of Twitter restaurant savagery, you probably know that Wendy's is absolutely brutal. But you haven't seen anything until you've seen Jimmy's famous seafood on Twitter. And guess what? The man behind it all is a Tar Heel, and he's a great dude running a great company, and he's here today on Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Friday, July 8th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. I want to remind you that we are free and available anywhere you get podcasts. So please subscribe right now. It's quick and easy. For those of you watching on YouTube, would love for you to smash that like button as well so we know that you're here. Leave a comment about why you love Jimmy's Famous Seafood for those of you that have had it. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, today we have got none other than John Minadakis joining us. John is the co-owner of Jimmy's Famous Seafood along with his brother, Chef Tony. And like I alluded to, the man is a Tar Heel. And so we got to have him on today to talk about all this great content, where Jimmy's came from. Ah, it's a great story. I can't wait for you to hear that. Uh, everything about the Tar Heels, why John loves it, some of his best memories, and why Armando Baycott is a great choice for them to sign to an NIL deal. It's all coming up right now. Let's get into it. You've seen the tweets, you know the great food, and now John Minadakis is here with us today on Locked on Tar Heels. He is uh, with, along with his brother, co-owner of Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Man, all the best crab cakes you could ever put your mouth on. Make sure you get some. John, so great to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Hope everybody had a great holiday weekend. Yes, absolutely. This is coming at you later in July 4th week. Absolutely. Hope everyone had a great weekend, had all the food, uh, watched my, <laughs> Mr. Chestnut ingest all the hot dogs, all that great stuff. I don't know how he does all of that. So, um, John, for, for people that may have only encountered Jimmy's Seafood on Twitter and just known the savagery of that, like, let's, let's pull back the curtain a little bit and help people know who you are and who Jimmy's Seafood is. So, how, how did Jimmy's get started? Uh, yes, Jimmy's uh, started 48 years ago, so we'll have our 50th anniversary here in two years. Uh, my father was Jimmy, a uh, Greek immigrant from a small island in Greece named Carpathos. Came over here uh, in the 70s, 60s rather, and he started Jimmy's in 1974 with some money that he had saved up. Uh, at the time, it was a small place, bar, carry out, and just continued to work and grow and, and grow and grow and started a family here. We were uh, born and raised actually right on top of Jimmy's in an apartment where one of the bars currently stands. And uh, he passed away in 2003. So for nearly 20 years now, myself and my brother Tony have uh, been at the helm, uh, just trying to keep the legacy alive. Man, that's such a cool legacy. Um, and I saw even even on your personal Twitter, I saw it, it was just last week was the anniversary of your father's passing, if I'm not mistaken. What 
Um, I, I know that for um, families all over the world, but in particular in Greek culture, like family is such a big deal. What, what did your dad mean to you? Uh, everything. So, you know, I guess mo most sons do grow up idolizing their fathers and the Greek culture is no different and probably more so in, in that sense. So just, you know, watching him work and watching him build and uh, just the way he treated people with respect, uh, his generosity, just really set a great example for myself and, and everybody, really. So just try to emulate him uh, to the best of our abilities. Yeah, didn't get a ton of time with him, but, you know, the time that we did have with him definitely resonated and a lot of images and uh, lessons. This could be the best time for sure. Yeah. Man, that's incredible. And and as you said, now you and your brother, Chef Tony, uh, together run Jimmy's. What's it, what's it like getting to do that with your brother? Um, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world, obviously. It's uh, any business you're in, uh, any sport you're in, it's very important to know that somebody's got your back, that they're going to show up every day and give the same effort and the same intensity and the same honor that you have. So having that, that person... Uh, you know, right next to you, side by side, it's uh, can't can't describe it. I know a lot of people that try to get into our industry, and they just have a real difficult time because they don't have that person. It's hard in any business to care for the business itself and, and the concept and the dream and the vision as much as the person who started it or the person who's running it. And when you pretty much have a duplicate, uh, you can't put a price tag on that. Yeah. How do, you, how do you guys break up the division of labor? Who does what? Yeah, so, you know, just uh, that's the secret. Uh, we don't get into those way. Uh, you know, we both have things that we excel at. We have things that we could probably use a little help at. And, you know, each other's strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, you're not going to see me behind the line making crab cakes probably. And you probably won't see him uh, at a social media seminar so. Uh, you know, we're very unique, we're very different, but we're also very similar. Uh, but for the most part, if I had to answer that question uh, and in one sentence, you know, he's pretty much operations and uh, food-related stuff, and I'm uh, promotions, um, or uh, social media, uh, outreach, uh, community, stuff like that. Uh, it's pretty much our division in a nutshell. That's awesome. I love that. Well, the, the, the name of Jimmy's is continuing to grow and get, forgive the pun, but more famous all the time. It, for those who see it, you notice that Jimmy's has been on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, on the Today Show, on Fox NFL Sunday, all these other things. How, how crazy is it for you to see this place that you know and love and pour your life into reaching the level of renown that it is? Um, it's, it's humbling, obviously. At the same time, you got to stay grounded. You can't let anything get to your head. But um, you know, the most important thing is just the fact that it's our father's name on our chest, mm -hmm. on our sleeve, on the sign out front, just uh, continuing to grow and uh, continuing to leave its legacy and leave its mark. That's what makes it all worth it. That's what makes all the hours and the sacrifices worth it. But you, know, you, you got to still be uh, the same person you were 48 years ago. You got to be the same identity and same business and same morals. So. Uh, you know, growth is, is great, but you have to be sustainable and you have to have a solid base. You have to have a solid team. Uh, otherwise, you know, I'm sure we've all seen it before and it's a terrible expression, but you're pretty much selling out. Yeah, absolutely.
Well, and one of the ways that I love that Jimmy's has done that is you are looking bigger than just yourself. You care about your community. You care about even your competitors. Uh, we see that in what's known as the Famous Fund. Tell us about the Famous Fund. Yes, yeah, so the Famous Fund was uh, something that we started during COVID. It's a 501c3 now, it's a charity. And we started it to help uh, other city restaurants, other city carryouts, other city bars here in Baltimore uh, keep their doors open. Uh, you know, the regulations were pretty tough. Uh, here locally and uh, fortunately for us we were able to stay afloat because of the food trucks and the carry out and the online shipping capabilities but a quick look around made us realize that uh, we were the exception not the norm and we saw people struggling we saw you know different restaurants pretty much closing up every day so uh, we started the famous fun and, and we called in some favors and the community really rallied uh, around us and uh, to date we were able to save uh, 31 restaurants well, not save but you know help them out right yep. uh, raised over half a million dollars and the famous fund's still going on now because uh, we're not out of the woods yet so we're still helping restaurants and bars and pretty much anybody in baltimore that needs it uh, a recent example is a tea shop was burglarized and had some damages made to their building and we were able to help them uh, cover the cost of that and put a new door in without them having to go to insurance yeah. Wow. That's an incredible. Why, what is it within you as a person, not, not just Jimmy's as an entity, but, but you, John, why is it so important to you um, amongst the famous fund and other ways that you give back to the community? Why, why is it so important to you to take care of others? Uh, just the way I was raised, uh, not only my father, uh, but middle school and high school that I attended Loyola, uh, and just, the Ignatian values and the, the Jesuit teachings just taught us to be men for others and to help others. And uh, it's a great feeling, honestly. You know, uh, you only need so much in life. Uh, anything else is, is kind of surplus. And, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Tori Smith, who used to play for the Ravens and, and the Panthers and the Eagles, he always makes a great example. And I don't 100% subscribe to this, but I definitely agree to it. And it's uh, it's hard to wear an expensive watch when you realize that the ten, fifteen, or twenty thousand dollars that go into it could literally change somebody's life. So, yeah. I think everybody needs to find that balance and give back what they can. And I think anybody who's ever given back in any capacity can attest to the fact that it, it's a high and it's a great feeling and it's what life's about at the end of the day. Yeah, man. Thank you for that example. I know it's. This world is all about me and mine and how do, how do I elevate who I am and we are. Uh, but doing that for others and lifting them up is such a good ideal. Thank you for that example, John. Really appreciate it. It's uh, a real one for days. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, for people who, who, who have never been to Jimmy's, who have never had the pleasure, uh, such as myself, I've never actually gotten to go to Jimmy's. When I, when I eventually come and I sit down, what do I have to order? What do I got to get? I guess every uh, restaurant tells you this when they walk in, but everything, but it's the truth. <laughs> you know, my brother takes a lot of pride in, in what he puts out of the kitchen. Everything's made fresh to order, so you really can't go wrong. And it's not just seafood. Um, you know, prime ribs are great here. Tacos are phenomenal. So there's something for everybody, and we, we're very proud of that because uh, you can bring in a group of 12, 14 people for your birthday. You can bring in yourself and nine of your buddies watch the Carolina game, and you, you can guarantee that everybody's going to leave here satisfied with their food choice. But, you know, my personal favorite option is 
stuffed shrimp, you know, some sentimental value behind it. Remember growing up eating it. It's also a great mix of, you know, still getting the crab cake and also enjoying shrimp and you get the imperial glaze on top. There's really no wrong answer. Uh, and we change the menu pretty frequently, keep it fresh. We had so many regulars that come in here on a regular basis. So I uh, got to give them a different experience as much as possible. I love that. I'm in. Give me all of that shrimp, brother. <laughs> Make that happen. Well, and Jimmy's is, is expanding and getting into stadiums and, and other things. What I mean, how neat is that to get to, to partner with, with things like the Ravens and, and all of that? Just very, very uh, humbling, very unique. Um, just, like I said, it just keeps you grounded because now you, you're hiring more employees and there's more people depending on you to feed their families. So it makes you work even harder uh, knowing that they need uh, that job, they need uh, those home games and the money associated with them to feed their families. So uh, it's uh, it's always been a dream, obviously. And like I alluded to earlier, having our father's name on the sign out front, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a feeling that's really hard to describe because we went to the games with our dad when we were kids and, you know, to have his food features inside the stadium, uh, it's just, uh, you know, everybody dreams big, but I'm, I'm not even sure that I saw that coming. Yeah. Wow. What a neat testament to your dad and carrying on his legacy in a way that, as you said, nobody ever dreamed of. Well, John, you said that one of the big things you do for the company is take care of the social media, and that's probably the front door that most people are familiar with Jimmy's because of is the way Jimmy's is on social media. We're going to talk about that in just a second, right after I tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, which has just a couple weeks left till the All Star break. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. And it's the best spot for all your podcasts and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We are joined on Locked on Tar Heels today by John Menadakis co-owner of Jimmy's Famous Seafood, and as you know, if you are on social media at all, a big Tar Heel. And we're going to talk right now, John had said in the last segment that he, uh, part of what he does is oversees the social media side of Jimmy's, and uh, if you ever get on Twitter and see, you notice that there's this this blend of promoting the brand, but also just roasting people. You thought Wendy's was bringing it? No, no, no. It's all about Jimmy's Seafood. They're the ones up in the restaurant Twitter savagery. And so, John, how like how on earth did it come to be this way? I guess it's just um, our personality. We're, we're very tough-nosed, blue-collar. Uh, we work hard, and when you work hard and you know the quality of your product and the quality of the people that you work with, uh, you're very confident. You're confident in your product, and when you're confident in your product, uh, you, you don't mind ruffling a few feathers here and there. And, um, you know, the Yelp culture um, kind of changed that recently. And um, people would always uh, say that the customer is always right. But there were some pretty clear examples of the customer not being right. And, you know, there has to be a point where you have your employees back. And 
I think that's how it, how it began, to be honest with you, is just uh, sticking up for our employees. And then, of course, it uh, you know kind of permeates into other parts of, of the restaurant and other parts of the business, as we saw with PETA when they were attacking the crab industry. So um, it's basically um, an extension of who we are. Just, hmm. You have to give your brand a personality. And I think, you know, being hard-nosed and, and being blue-collar and pushing back is definitely part of our personality. Man, that's great. So how is it that you go about blending? Like, how much do we promote the brand and who we are and our food and fun stuff with, you know, in engaging with people who love your, your brand? How And blending that with giving Duke crap all the time. Like, how, what, what is the, the balance, the mix of that? I think it goes back to what we spoke about earlier and just having a firm base and never growing and never forgetting who you are. So, you know, no matter how many followers we have on Twitter, we're going to make it a point to check our mentions and, and thank everybody that came to Jimmy's or went to the stadium and, and enjoyed Jimmy's. Uh, we love when the Tar Heel fans, you know, tweet at us and we always make it a point to respond to them. Um, so you got to do that first and foremost. You have to interact. We try to answer every single comment on Instagram, uh, on Facebook. But at the same time, uh, when an opportunity presents itself, we like to think that uh, we're educated enough and uh, hardworking enough to take advantage of it. So, you know, when you have 40 receipts from when Duke fans were, were giving you hell for their win, you know, in the Dean Dome against Carolina, and you got their receipts in your back pocket, you know, it's time <laughs> to pull those out. And, uh, you know, if that upsets one or two Doogies, uh, you know, we're not too worried about it because we probably know that we'll make up for it with UNC fans, right? So it all goes back to confidence and confidence in your product and confidence in your brand. Uh, probably not something that we would do if it was, uh, you know, our first or second year in business, but uh, we're very uh, proud of our backing. We're very proud of the, you know, the, the family that we've built here. And we know that as long as we're not crossing any lines, uh, everybody knows that for the most part, it's pretty much a joke. So nobody takes it too seriously too. Um, and, and I think that's, that's what's helped us uh, grow so much uh, it is, you know, our, our graphics team and our video team and our jokes and our wit and our humor. It's not just an advertisement because who wants to follow a restaurant that they probably may never visit um, if they're just pushing out advertisements. You want to have something to relate to, something that you can interact with, something that you can laugh at. And we try to uh, give something for everybody. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the newspaper. Some people want the sports section. Some people go straight to the comics. Man, that's good. Love that variety. And something I'm sure a lot of people always wonder is how much of that is, when, it, when is it actually you and when is it a team? How, how do you know when I'm actually hearing from John? Well, you know, that's, that's kind of the point of the, the personal account now. So uh, if, if I strongly believe in something, it'll probably come from my personal account. Um, you know, most of the pro Tar Heel stuff, I uh, feed the team all the stats and the info so they're ready to fire. Um, but, you know, we have a really good team here. Um, you know, me personally, I'm almost 40 now, so uh, I never want to be the brand that loses its touch with, you know, the, the youth. So we have some, some young kids now that are helping us out with uh, some of the newer features such as Spaces and TikTok. Yeah. But we always want to stay relevant uh, in the social media space because at the end of the day, for the most part, it is free. So 
I think you'd be foolish as a business not to use it because even if it brings seven or eight people to your door, um, it costs you nothing at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what uh, you, you talked about the line, um, and I think that's something that the world is still trying to figure out with the relative newness of social media and how, how do we get to that line and, and engage in fun and in a kind of sometimes ridiculous ways without crossing the line? How do you set those parameters? I mean, I wish I knew the definite answer, but there's been times in the past that, you know, I thought things were, you know, on the up and up, but people were offended. So I think once again, it just goes back to knowing your base, knowing your audience uh, and kind of reading the room. Um, you know, we, we definitely steer away from politics and, and things along that nature. Uh, but, you know, if it's, if it's Carolina Duke banter or Bengals, you know, Ravens, we'll be the first one to jump in. It's, it's all in fun. Uh, you know, people enjoy it. That's why they're on there. So, yeah, uh, yeah awesome. I would try to, not to uh, say anything about anybody's family and things along that nature. But, you know, if you're just pointing out scores and showing highlights, I think nobody's going to be getting too offended by that, except for people that paid $2,000 to go to a game. <laughs> Are there uh, are there any particular tweets that you're most proud of? Oh gosh, uh, you know, when when we ruined Coach K's uh, retirement plans, I think anything that came out with, with the receipts along that time was uh, something that myself and no Tar Heel fan will ever forget. Right, uh, the Zach Levine uh, defense tweet was uh, one of my <laughs> best ones, of course. Um, so. Uh, yeah, there's some great ones back there. Uh, you know, we, we've uh, chopped it up with a few professional athletes, a few celebrities, and uh, at the end of the day, everybody just laughs and walks away. So it's all good. And that's what life's about, man. Let's have a good time. Let's eat some good food, and let's have great conversation with good people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we had the Eli Apple burnt toast one. Which was <laughs> Deservedly so. <laughs> Well, we've started talking a little bit about Tar Heels, and we're going to get deep into that in just a minute, talk about how John became a Tar Heel, some of his favorite moments, all of that coming up in just a second after I tell you about our brand new sponsor, LinkedIn. As the sun comes out in this hot summer and businesses are back in action, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for, than ever to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. So create a free job in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and purple hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college again that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply we are joined on locked on tar heels today by john minadakis co-owner of jimmy's famous seafood oh my goodness you got to get up there and eat some of that good stuff but right now we want to talk about john being a huge huge 
Tar Heel fan. So, John, what, what's your background with North Carolina? Uh, just as long as I can remember, just loved the Heels, loved their style of play. Um, first uh, game I can remember watching is uh, Stackhouse and Wallace. So, just grew up bleeding blue. It's as I always say, it's my one true team. Uh, the style of play, for the most part, has never changed. The uniforms haven't changed. The arena hasn't changed. Uh, the family vibe hasn't changed. So uh, they've got me forever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and so many uh, other programs try to create a family vibe, maybe have something like a brotherhood. I don't know. That's kind of fake and made up. Why, why is... Why is Carolina able to actually have this familial feel to it? Well, I think you touched on it. I think some people talk about it and some people do it. And um, mm. I try to run my business the same exact way. You know, the Carolina family, it's, it's not just a punchline. It's not a recruiting tool, as you alluded to. It's, it's true, and we've seen it time and time and time again over the years, over the decades. And we try to do the same thing here at Jimmy's, and I take a lot of pride in that especially for a restaurant, you know, an industry that traditionally has a lot of turnover. So there's a lot of things that I emulate uh, from the Carolina program, from, you know, Coach Smith and, and Coach Williams and, and now HD uh, into my philosophies and, and to the way that, you know, I treat my coworkers. And yeah. you take a lot, a lot of pride in that. You know, they give them book bags, make them feel part of the team with their initials on it. It's just little things like that that go a long way. And, uh, you know, they, they say uh, – play hard, play smart, play together. And, you know, we believe in working hard, working smart, and working together. And I think at the end nice. of the day, you're not going to win a title every year. You know, you're not going to be the best restaurant in the world every day. But uh, if you have each other's backs and you love each other, uh, that's going to carry. And more times than not, it's going to put a smile on your face when you go to bed. I love that. Man, what a great that, – that's such a great one line. Some people talk about it others do it and that's what makes Tar Heels great that's what it sounds like makes Jimmy's seafood so great I love that well John what are you talked about man back to the the stack house years just from from then up through today 2022 what are what are some of your favorite memories of Carolina oh it's so many um you know one of the most underrated ones I feel is the 2005 title with Sean May um you know this had a conversation this past weekend uh with Jared Jeffries, who played high school with Sean. And he said, and we both agreed that the 2005 title, if Carolina doesn't win it, Carolina might not be Carolina anymore. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. he really brought the, the prestige back. Of course, the 2009 team uh, flew to Detroit and saw that one in person. Just winning every game in the tournament by double digits. Uh, <laughs> you had Danny Green dunking on Greg Paulus. Uh, and, you know, it sounds short-sighted to say, but this past season, I just, I, I just can't remember ever having this much fun as a Tar Heel fan. Um, it's, it was so unexpected, uh, the, yeah. the struggles that we had early on in the season. Yeah. And I don't care if we lost that final. You know, this uh, that, that Saturday win over Duke <clears throat> felt so much big, bigger and better. It's, it's eternal bragging rights. Uh, and then if you, if you want to rewind it, of course, uh, what should have been senior night, what was – uh, Coach K's uh, last home game, just ruining their party with the entire country watching and doing a monster rating and, and the, the way in which we won and hitting that three uh, before the half. It was massive. But, uh, you know, gosh, I would I would put that game and, and, the, and the Luke May game as my two favorite of all time. Mm -hmm. I always reference the 2017 team as 
uh, probably the, the least talented, but my favorite Tar Heel team ever. Yeah. Just yeah. watching those yeah. guys grow together and scrap. And uh, it's so hard to go back to back, which we're probably going to watch this year uh, with, the, with the guys. And for them to do it, coming off a loss and the heartbreaking loss uh, with the Jenkins shot, uh, it's just such a testament to Coach Williams and all the guys that were in that locker room that year. And that, you know, when you watch that recap video to this day, you can just see the brotherhood uh, and how much they love each other coming through the screen on that YouTube video. It's about 25 or 30 minutes. So there's so many more along the way. Um, but those are some of my favorite, obviously. Um, yeah. You know, just establishing a connection as a fan with the players and the type of player that you like best. Um, Carolina's has a, such a great history of them. This makes it all the, all the more sweeter. Like I've always liked the, the low post guys going back to you know Julius Peppers and as I mentioned Rasheed Wallace, Psycho T, and guys like that. And now with Armando, just watching you know them play the same style of basketball and that, that rugged, hard nosed, uh, old school big man basketball is is just great to watch as a fan. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, great memories, John. Thank you for sharing all of those. And and one of them that you talked about is. Yeah, it, it was difficult to <clears throat> let Kansas come from behind and win the national championship, but doesn't spoil anything that happened last year. What an unexpected, overwhelming joy that was. And you and I were both in the building at the Final Four for the Duke victory as well. What just for people that didn't get to go, what was that experience like? Just if you weren't there, it's just impossible to explain because you're definitely <laughs> watching it and everybody knows where they were, but to, just to be in there and, um, you know, during those uh, TV timeouts when everybody at home is, is getting a, a minute to breathe and catch their breath, you know, you're watching the players in the timeout and you're wondering what's coming next. So you never really get a chance to decompress. And uh, there were many times throughout the course of that game, uh, you know, when Brady missed the free throws, for example, that uh, it just felt like it wasn't our game. And yeah. just the resolve of those, those kids to, uh, to come back and overcome missed free throws, Armando fouling out. Uh, it's just a game that none of us will ever forget. I don't know how many times everybody watching has watched it, but I know I've watched it at least a dozen times from beginning to end. And similar to the Luke May Kentucky game, it just never gets old. Yeah, you know, and yes. you pick up on little things here and there that you might have missed the first or yeah. tenth time yeah. watched the game that make all the difference in the world. Yeah, man, that's a great point. I, I'm with. I think I've rewatched that Luke May game more than many potentially any other game and so yeah it's so cool to see all the little things you might have missed or the moments or whatever they are and uh man that uh re-watching that duke game that's going to happen a lot a lot a lot over the years for sure that's a great point you talked about your love for uh post players and somebody like armando and and what resilience he showed and one of the great things about this era is finally these basketball players in college can and and all the college athletes can benefit off their name image and likeness jimmy's has gotten in on that game and has signed armando to an nil deal why is armando the choice for you guys why does that make sense i think armando was just a no-brainer you know his personality first and foremost <laughs> just lends itself to marketability and the kids an academic all-american uh, you know, he was a five-star coming into Carolina. He's worked so hard ever since then. Comes from a phenomenal family. Loves the school. Uh, loves the sport of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a no-brainer for us. Uh, and, you know, just the way that he takes so much pride in pretty much being the unofficial recruiter for Carolina. And, uh, you know, his sense of humor. He never takes himself seriously. 
Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, we're very fortunate to be able to work with somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything that you've described on the show today about who Jimmy's is, that is who Armando is. And it just, it just aligns so well. What a great uh, get for you guys. I love that. Well, Armando, being who he is, what, what do you expect from him and the 2022-23 Tar Heels? I mean, I think we all expect the same thing now, barring any major injuries. We expect to be back at the Final Four in Houston next year. So I know that I've already talked to a few of my friends who made travel arrangements to get down there. But it'll be a lot different this year. Uh, the, the the national coverage will probably turn on us as a fan base. We'll probably never see an underdog Carolina team like that ever again. Uh, so we're going from the hunters to the hunted. So it's going to be pretty different. Of course, we're going to see uh, how Pete Nance can fill in for Brady. Of course, right. you know, it's unfair to him for sure. But when you have guys like Dontrez and, and Puff helping you out, uh, I'm sure it's something that the three of them can, can handle together. And then watching the kids, Jalen Washington and Will Shaver uh, and Trimble especially, uh, grow into their roles will be fun as well. Uh, but as, term, uh, as far as Armando goes, I think the biggest thing to watch will be his, his uh, minutes because now there's a little more depth theoretically on the bench uh, that can spell him a little bit. Whereas uh, once Dawson transferred last or left the team last year, uh, Armando really couldn't catch those breathers as much as he'd like to. So you, you could theoretically see his numbers dip, uh, his production go up, his uh, efficiency go up. So yep, absolutely it'll be exciting to see that. I know he's been working hard uh, on his conditioning and his shots. So we'll be uh, very intrigued to watch that as well. But that should be a very exciting season for us. We got some really cool games to look forward to as fans <laughs> uh, going to Bloomington. Uh, yeah. playing in Madison Square Garden. That's right. Your night for Armando and Leaky uh, at the Dean Dome. Uh, it's going to be a very special year, and uh, you know I'd be shocked and surprised and very sad if we're not cutting down the nets. <laughs> yeah, yes. Let that be the truth. Cut down the nets in Houston on the last Monday night of the 23, uh, 22-23 basketball season. Put it in stone from John. Love that. Well, John, uh, anything coming up for you? Anything you want to let the people know about that they can uh, check in on coming up? I mean, just check us out on social media. We usually do a pretty good job of sharing our events and our promotions there. Uh, a lot of fundraisers coming up. We're doing one this Saturday for the victims of the Buffalo uh, shooting. Oh, wow. yeah. yep, we're going to be doing uh, another one next month for Best Buddies. And uh, we're actually working on a back-to-school drive here locally with Armando. So. Awesome. Uh, we got a lot coming up. You know, we try to stay active as much as possible. And as I alluded to earlier, that's uh, a big benefit of having great teammates and great partners. I love that. Thanks, John. So everyone, make sure you get on social media, follow all John's personal accounts, the Jimmy's accounts. Uh, go check out some of these events. Help benefit the community. Help uh, just take care of people the same way Jimmy's is taking care of people. John, thank you so much for your time. It's been great to chat today. And as always, go Heels. Go Heels, baby. Well, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. And that's it for this week of Locked on Tar Heels. My big thanks to John Minadakis for joining us so we could talk everything about Jimmy Seafood and his love of the Tar Heels. Great stuff there. I want to thank you uh, so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please go subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Smash the like button and leave a great content. 
<laughs> great comment, excuse me. Coming up on next week's show, we got some more great stuff for you, including Pat Kilby and I previewing Dontres Styles and what he's going to bring to the Tar Heels this upcoming season. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Heels. You can follow John Minadakis on Twitter, just at his name. You can follow Jimmy's Seafood on Twitter as well. Make sure you see all that great stuff. And of course, you can follow me at Isaac Shade. Get more info on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of the Locked On teams make, uh, take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Thanks so much for spending part of this week hanging out with me, talking all sorts of great Tar Heels content. Ah, we're going to be doing it again, as always. I hope that you have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself, get some rest, go to the pool, and remember, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until next week, peace!